Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. To you too. Thanks. <laughs> and to all of our listeners who happen to be mothers. Yeah, you bitches are rocking it. I hesitated. I didn't know if I want to call us bitches, but you know what I mean. They are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you every, know you are. Every mom is a bitch at least once. <laughs> Damn! That's how we raise wonderful children to live yeah. in a society and not murder each other. Yeah, that's how you raise not serial killers. Yeah, you, you gotta be a little bit of a bitch. If I could put your foot down every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It's episode 35. <gasps> Welcome to episode 35. Woo woo! Look at you being all on top of the numbers for like weeks now. Um, I definitely looked at the calendar that time. Did you? Yeah. When you emailed me your notes uh-huh. and said episode 35, <laughs> mark, I was like, she's crushing it. <laughs> it's because it's like I'm confident when I type it and then I'm like, mm, you're wrong. <laughs> Put that question mark in there. Maybe. <laughs> all right, lady, give me your goddamn. Well... My goddamn is that I, you can see it, I chopped off fucking like eight inches of my hair. <laughs> Why is that a goddamn? Because it feels so good. Oh, it's a good goddamn. Yeah, it just Motherfucker. feels so good. And you should really do it. I know I was supposed to wait for you, and that's part of my goddamn, is that I'm sorry for being such a bitch. Uh, that is my goddamn this week, <laughs> was it? that you fucking cut your hair. Do you know how many opportunities? Everybody's like, why does she care she cut her hair? People, we had a date, and we were going to go get our hair cut together. And the date that we were going to do it didn't happen, but we both knew we were going to go get our hair cut together. That's true. Right? We did know that. And so I had like three opportunities this past week to go get my hair cut. And I didn't <laughs> because I was like, no, if I do that, Aaron's going to be pissed because we made plans to go get it done. My husband took my kid away for half a day on Saturday on a guy's like camping trip, even though he didn't say the night. So I had a whole day, a whole day. Well, I just said half a day, but it's like a whole day in mom world <laughs> to go get my hair cut. And I was like, no, I can't do it. And then at work, they have the salon that comes and like in an RV or a Jesus fucking, Christ. yeah, I don't know what they're called. Uh, like a trailer. Yeah. And they do a really good job. It's like a fancy salon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should do that. No, I promised Aaron we were going to go together. Yeah. Like I made the plans with you to go do it. So I couldn't do it. And then you went and fucking got your hair cut, you little asshole. I know. <laughs> I had a really bad day at work. And then I was like, <laughs> I just want to not be here anymore. And so then I left work early and I went and got my hair did. Oh, man, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I called so you went and treat yourself. <laughs> I treated myself. I told my husband, I was like, you need to pick the kid up. And, and I'm done. Here. You deal with that. I'm going to be gone for a while. I fucking hate going to get my hair cut, though. I do, too. That's takes, why like, I like doing it with you. I it know. makes it less painful. I'll still go with you. Thanks. I'll probably just go. I'll sit by we'll see. beside you. <laughs> Hold my hand. Yeah. You know, people listening are like, what the fuck kind of weird, sick, interdependent relationship do they have? It's really bad, guys. It's so bad. And we know. We know. You're not telling anything, telling us anything we don't already know. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Life is just more fun when we can hang out. That's true. And also, I had, like, the best hairstylist, which to me is that she was mean and uh-huh. didn't talk. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I know. She was mean to, not to me. She was yeah. mean to the other, like, salon people and, like, made little comments under her breath. And I was like, this is amazing. And then she didn't <laughs> talk to me. Like, she asked me how to, what I wanted, and I told her. And then it was done. And that was two hours. Oh, man. I was like, this is the best thing Two ever. hours? Yeah, it didn't take long. Two hours for a haircut? 
Well, I got it dyed, too. Oh. I got highlights. I couldn't tell if they were highlights or if your hair. I was thinking about that on the drive home randomly. I was like, her hair looked lighter, but I don't know if it's just because she cut her hair. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, like the bottom is a different color than the top from all the fucking torture we do to your hair. Or if you got highlights. Yeah, I did highlights because my hair is like all grown out from every time that we fucking bleached it. Yep. Yeah. And so. Oh, it's so pretty. Thanks. I did that. And then I got purple shampoo because I was like, oh, I'm going to take the yellow out of my hair. And I, I took color theory. I <laughs> I can do this. Uh-huh. And so I bought fucking expensive shampoo and conditioner and stuff. And oh. then I used that. And I was like, this isn't doing shit. And then <laughs> I had leftover purple hair dye. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I mixed that with the conditioner. Uh-huh. And it works. Is it, was it like yellow or something before? It doesn't look yellow now. So. Yeah. It was oh. like a, like, you know when you bleach it and it's always like orangey yellow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like that. But not anymore. No. Now it's like blonde. Yeah. Blonde. <laughs> I like how people can't recognize you without your pink hair. I know. People are like, wait, that's Aaron? <laughs> I feel bad, and I'm like, oh, I should really do it pink again. But then I'm like, I just spent money and made it blonde. <laughs> like you're letting people down. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we just smashed both of our goddamns. They were the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it had to do with my head. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. And also, it's great. You should try it. <laughs> I totally understand, and I would do it as well. Yeah. Although I didn't. Like three times, but well, I get it. I'm sorry. I'll let it slide. That's that's my goddamn is for letting you down. Thank you. <laughs> Don't ever do it again. <laughs> I'll try not to. Don't worry. I won't cut my hair for like another two years. So. <laughs> I know, right? Mine's been like at least a year. Yeah. You know, I was thinking if I don't get to it within the next couple of weeks, I'll just do it when I'm on maternity leave because I'll have so much time. Yeah, you will. It's just so hard because I would like to do it on the weekends, but every weekend is jam-packed with like weddings or baby showers or something going on. And then every Sunday we record. Exactly. And- it's like during the like downtime because then we go like grocery shopping, like r- do all your do little, the rest of the yeah, week, yeah, like, the rest of your life, get prepared for like Monday and shit. So there's literally only like this like three hour window that I could do anything, yeah. And I devote it to you people talking about murder. Bum, bum, bum. And I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> I know I wouldn't either. In fact, after this, I that was like halfway going to be my goddamn. Was like I barely started editing the one that comes out today. So you have it so hard. I know. So I'm like I'm almost <laughs> halfway through it. But also, Jesus Christ, man. So everybody, when our episodes get published at like eight mm, thirty at <laughs> night, San Diego time, you know why? <laughs> yeah, it's because Aaron finished at seven thirty, and it takes <laughs> the website an hour to upload. <laughs> And then I have to frantically look up pictures and stuff and update yeah. all of our sites. <laughs> I oh, know. man. My procrastination hurts everyone. It really does, but I do the same, so I get it. Yeah. Next week, I'll be on top of it more. We're going to have to. <laughs> you're going to have to edit, too. Yeah. Got the Patreon coming up. Yeah. Speaking of the Patreon, everybody, if you haven't gone over yet, go check out our Patreon. It's as little as a dollar, and you get a whole goddamn episode. And they're good episodes. Yeah, so we've far. recorded an entire single episode. We've been, recorded an entire one, and we're about to record another one. So that'll be two. <laughs> uh, I have confidence that the second one is also going to be great. So I'm so excited. Fucking find that. Go check it out, man. That's on patreon.com slash podcast. That's right, baby. <laughs> okay, Stacey, you want to give me your story? I'll give you my story. Tell me all about it. Okay, today's story is about Dick and Jody Villardo. Good old Dick. Good old Dick. His real name is Richard, but everybody called him Dick. Per usual. I have a grandpa Dick. And actually, Jody's real name was like, ugh, I'm such a jerk because I didn't write it down. It's like Julianne or something like that, but everybody called her Jody. Oh, okay. I thought, that's an interesting transition. Yeah. They both had nicknames. Yep. 
But everybody knew him as Dick and Jody. Okay. I actually picked this story because it has to do with Mother's Day. And since <gasps> today is Mother's Day, I thought I'd loop it all together with the murder story. I was going to say a Mother's Day story. Murder. God damn. Talking's hard. Talking is really Fucking hard. Fucking pregnancy hormones. It's like you get dyslexia. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So I was going to loop it all together with a Mother's Day murder story. All right. Is this one a good thing for the mother or a bad thing for the mother? Well, you decide. I guess with murder involved, it's always bad. Yeah. It doesn't really <laughs> matter if it's happening to you or because of you. Unless you're the mother who wants to murder. Then maybe it's everything you ever wanted for Mother's Day. <gasps> Don't do that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what do you get a mother who has everything? <laughs> murder. A murder kit. Okay. So 9 p.m. on the night before Mother's Day of 2015, 65-year-old Dick and 67-year-old Jody Villardo had spoken on the phone with their two adult children, Katie and Andy Villardo, to make Mother's Day plans for that following day, so Sunday, mm-hmm. to meet up to go for a hike and a picnic at Great Falls Park in Maryland. Okay. So this takes place in Maryland. 60-something years old and going for hikes? Yeah, they are. They were young and spry. I guess. I'm like in my early 30s, and I'm like, I don't want to go for a hike. I've never wanted to go for a hike, (laughs) just so that we can address that now. (laughs) No matter my age, I will never want to go for a hike. Yeah. In fact... I love like nature and shit. It's just I don't want I don't enjoy it while I'm hiking through it. I'm I don't just, need to see it up close. I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm just breathing. I'm just trying to breathe. I used to hike all the time and I used to love it. Uh-huh. And I I mean, I like the idea of it. Yeah. But the if idea you, of like, hiking sounds cool. Yeah, but if I put on tennis shoes, I'd be like, I hate this already. I don't want to do any of this. Yeah, man. God, how sad is that? Well, no, but if you just like take me in the middle of nature and have me sit, I like fucking love it. Listen yeah. to the wind blow through the trees and shit. And well, like, that's the picnic part of it. Yeah, I could do that. But the whole hike, I'd be like, I just want to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> I think the cheese is getting melty. <laughs> anyway, so Dick and Jody, they had spoken to their children about plans for the next day. And then they went out to the casino with some friends. Ooh. And they returned home about 11 p.m. and they go to bed. All right. So then Damn. The f- they're living up life. Yeah, they're crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to fucking party. The night before Mother's Day sounds way more fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Casinos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. You think they hit it big? Hell yeah. It's Mother's Day. Mother's going to hit it big. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so the following day, Katie and Andy, the children, they're at the park and they're waiting for their parents to arrive, but the parents seem to be running late. Okay. And so they start calling them. And they don't get any answer from their parents, and they become a little concerned. And so they decide, let's go to mom and dad's house and check on them and just see what's going on. Like, why aren't they answering their phone? This is so weird, and it's not like them to miss, especially something for Mother's Day. Yeah. So they go to their parents' house, and they lived in Rockville, Maryland. And the daughter ends up arriving first. So the daughter and the son take different cars, right? Yeah. And the daughter ends up arriving first, and when she walks in, she finds... A real life nightmare. Those are her words. That's how she described it. That's sad. I don't like this. I know. It's a sad one. So the whole house is literally covered in blood. Like it's on the ceiling. It's on the walls. And oh my on the God. carpet. Like blood is just everywhere. Oh no. I don't like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so she walks into the kitchen and she finds her mother's lifeless body laying on the floor. And it's covered in blood, and her father is just a few feet away outside, like on the back patio. Oh, my God. Kind of like in the, like 
they had a sliding glass door and he was on the other side of that. Yeah. And he was also laying on the ground covered in blood. No. And so both of the parents were deceased and they had been for at least a few hours. <gasps> Jesus. And so Could I you know. imagine walking into that? Oh my god. No. no, no, that's the worst. And it's fucking Mother's Day. That's and you awful. had great plans. Well, you had plans. <laughs> <laughs> the picnic park was great, all right? Yeah. And all right. anything with your parents is wonderful. That's I was, true. If my mom was like, let's go on a hike, I would suck it up, and I would go on a goddamn hike to spend time with my mom. I wouldn't. I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Too soon. <laughs> That's a really good joke. <laughs> I've been missing you. I had a kid. <laughs> Fucking where have you been? I have so much to tell you. And you're just going to show up here and go on a hike? Like, what the fuck? No, I mom, no. guess I can tell you about it on the hike. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, obviously, the daughter panics when she finds all this shit. Obviously. That's uh-huh. a reasonable reaction. <laughs> yes. And she calls 911. Okay. And so, police and paramedics or whatever are on their way, and she decides to call her brother also to be like yo i found mom and dad shit's horrendous you don't need to come over anymore please don't yeah so when andy her brother picks up the phone the call was on bluetooth in the car because they were on their way to go get like to go check on the yeah he was on his way to them exactly and katie was screaming that they were dead just like freaking hysterical being like they're dead and andy's two young kids (gasps) were in the back seat of the car as well oh my god and so that day they had to explain to their three and one year old that their grandparents were dead oh my god and all i think of is my kid is two and a half yeah and he loves his grandparents and to have to explain that sounds awful oh that sounds so bad like especially they, after like a very panicked tone because you can tell oh when, god. like you're not oh god. okay yeah that's terrifying how awful and because this was coming from the wife's perspective i guess they like couldn't turn the bluetooth off fast enough you know like it all happened so fast oh my god and so she was like it was so sad i had to explain to my three-year-old what heaven was oh like, that's oh so my sad god also, you'd probably feel like shit if you're the sister. But also, what else were you supposed to do? Be like, oh god. Hey, so when you get here, I have some news. I'm sure like, the sister had no idea she was on Bluetooth one, and then two, I wouldn't even be thinking of that. I'm sure she blacked out and no, didn't even remember that's it. What yeah, I'm saying yeah, like I would feel awful for being the one to Later, have caused that. But yeah. at the, in the moment, like you're not gonna be like, hey, so by the way, don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you sitting down? Like. <laughs> I you're have not some thinking news. about everyone else. You're thinking yeah. about, like, the shit you just fucking Holy saw. Holy fucking shit. Seriously. I'd be like, get here now. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> so the police arrive at the scene, and they find that Jody had been stabbed in the neck a bunch of times, <gasps> and she was nearly decapitated. Oh, my God. Like, her injuries were so bad, it, like, almost cut her head off. Why? That's uh, very personal. It is very personal. And then Dick had over 40 stab wounds all over his body. Oh, my God. And the police had noted that the knife that was used in the attack wasn't just a pocket knife. It had to be, like, a pretty heavy-duty knife. Who was like, yeah, this looks like a pocket knife? Well, I think it was because Jody's head was almost off. Like, she was de- almost decapitated. So they were like, this wasn't done with just a pocket knife. It had to be, like, hacked out or something. Ugh. Yeah. So it was just, like, a normal-sized knife. <laughs> they weren't like, this isn't a tiny knife. <laughs> well, yeah, they were like, it had to be a pretty... A pretty heavy-duty knife. That's what I think that I didn't quote it or anything, but I'm pretty sure because I listened to a documentary on this story. Okay. And that's basically what the detective was saying was like, it was clear this wasn't a pocket knife. It had to be a heavy-duty knife that did this damage. Okay. So they didn't specify like what kind of knife or anything. They're just like, 
just a little weird like this guy wasn't coming in with a swiss army knife he wasn't like, like this me... wasn't just a paring knife <laughs> like why why a pocket knife why was it his go-to this wasn't just a pocket knife this wasn't just your typical buck knife <laughs> why are we getting all specific right off the bat you're gonna rule out this one type of knife well i mean it might make sense in a little bit all right all right so as the police begin to walk through the house they find that the kitchen in the hallways and the couple's room were like there's just fucking blood everywhere like it, oh, this happened throughout the house that's awful i know and they determined that the couple was sleeping and someone had broken into their home by cutting the screen on the no. den window yeah and they broke the lock on the window and climbed in and then the intruder went into the couple's room while they were sleeping and started to stab dick as he lay in his bed next to his wife god he just started stabbing I hope this story has an end. Well, you'll see. I will see. But this just bothers me. Like, who would do that to a person? Oh, my God. There needs to be a motive for this. Because if there's not, I don't like it. Well. I mean, I don't like it anyway, but. Hold on to your britches. Okay. Hold on. So, they theorized that Jody was awoken by Dick being stabbed. Like, all the commotion going on on the other side of the bed. And so, she makes a break for it. Yeah. To get to the kitchen to grab the house phone so that she can call 911. Yeah. And as she reaches the phone, the intruder caught up with her as well and started to, like, ruthlessly stab her in the neck. God. And the phone that she was holding had been, like, knocked to the ground and a piece had been broken off in the struggle. And that's why they think she had, like, run to call 911. Yeah. Then, here's, like, the saddest part for me. Dick realizes that his wife was also being attacked, so he runs out of the bedroom to attempt to, like, protect her and to go get help. And that's why he was, like, running out the back door. Yeah. Or maybe he ran out. Maybe the intruder, like, ran out of the house and he was, like, trying to run after him or something. But they theorized that he was, like, trying to go get help. Yeah. And then he became too weak and he collapsed in the backyard where he died. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Oh, that's awful. So, like, he would know that his wife was, like, dying, too, before he died. Ugh. Ugh, that's heartbreaking. Okay. That poor guy. I know. Oh, my God. The poor family. Everything. Ugh. Okay. So, upstairs, the police found a bunch of bloodstained money and empty jewelry boxes. What? And missing Rolexes. Okay. Was the family, like, loaded? They were, like, a pretty well-to-do family. Like, they had done well for themselves. Okay. I forget. I think he was, like, in real estate or something. I forget his job. But both of them were very successful, and they lived in, like, a nice neighborhood. Okay. No one knew, like, who would want to hurt this couple. Mm -hmm. They were actively involved in local charities. They lived in, like, a, a really nice neighborhood where this kind of stuff didn't happen. So it was shocking to everybody. Yeah. That they were murdered. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, so there was an interesting piece of evidence that the police did find at the scene, and it was these bloody footprints all over the place, but neither of the footprints matched Dick or Jody's, Mm -hmm. so they had to be the murderer's footprints. But what's even more weird is that they looked like bare feet, like the intruder didn't have any shoes on. Uh Uh-huh. But if you looked closer at them, you could tell that the intruder was wearing socks because they had like a crisscross pattern in them. Oh, okay. So it's like the intruder was wearing crew socks. When he did all the murdering. Okay. So he didn't have any fucking shoes on when he broke into the house. Well, I could kind of see wanting to be quiet, maybe? Oh, maybe. I feel like a footprint is way more incriminating than a shoe print. (laughs) Yeah, but maybe not with socks on. Like, do feet have toe prints? Like, fingerprints? Yeah, but you could literally 
match the size of the foot exactly as opposed to like, well, there's like 30 people in this neighborhood that wear a size 7 Nike shoe. Yeah, but I'm sure that a lot of people's feet are pretty similar. You think so? Not mine, but some people's. Yeah, not yours. <laughs> I bet those wrinkles shine right through the socks. <laughs> yeah, right? Everybody, Aaron has wrinkly toes. Yeah, wrinkly ass feet. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be caught immediately. Yeah, they'd be like, it was a, no, I wouldn't, because they'd be like, it was an old, old woman. <laughs> and I would be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. That sounds like my friend. <laughs> she's, she's a little shady. <laughs> oh, man. Somehow it was a spry, old, old woman that broke into this place. <laughs> she had to climb through a window, but her feet say she's like 97. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another suspicious thing the cops found was a bloody gloved handprint on the fridge in the kitchen. Okay. And it looked as though the murderer had opened the fridge. So they were like, this dude was just like murdering and then he stopped and opened the fridge? What the fuck? Maybe he was like chilling out after. I was like, I'm going to eat some cheese. Maybe. You know what makes me question that though is like the fact that Dick was outside. Yeah. And then he died. Or maybe he, I mean, because obviously this is all theory, what the police are saying. Yeah. Like maybe the intruder went and took down dick like finally out in the yard or something and then he went back inside yeah maybe anyway so this made police because of these two the socks and the gloved bloody handprint on the fridge this made the police believe that the murderer had been very familiar with the house already oh shit yeah <gasps> is it the brother the son so, dun, 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 dun. okay go on so they begin girl too i don't know why i'm being be. sexist it could be other than she would be a very good actress. As women are sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so the police begin to interview the neighbors. And one of the neighbors was an elderly woman who was at home at the time of the attacks. But obviously she was like ruled out as a suspect. <laughs> well, yeah, because she was an old, old woman. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. Yeah. If I ever murder anyone, I'm going to do it barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> That'll throw them off. And then the other neighbors to Dick and Jody were the Tomaszowskis, and they had been on a cruise in Alaska at the time of the attacks. So they were also ruled out. Yes. So then they interviewed, like, all the other neighbors in the neighborhood and shit, and they were all ruled out. And the detectives even said that, like, the neighbors were so fucking nice that even one lady, like, baked them cookies and shit on one day. Jesus. Which I'm like, that lady seems suspicious. That's suspicious. <laughs> or she's just like a nosy Nelly and is like, can uh, you just you tell cookies. me what's going on over there? Because hey, like, every just... old woman I've ever met has the scoop on everything. I, that's us when we get older. That's us now, first of all. <laughs> yeah. When we get older and we have nothing to do and we're just baking cookies. Exactly. I feel like that's the way to a detective's heart. Through cookies? <laughs> cookies, donuts, food. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm just a sweet old lady. You can let me know any updates you yeah, have. Yeah, honey. <laughs> sugar. <laughs> sugar. <laughs> here, sugar, have some cookies. Mm -hmm. Nothing to see here as I smoke my cigarette in my cigarette extension thingy. Holder. Yeah. Holder. Majingy. Yeah, you I don't it. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> can your name be Eunice? <laughs> yes, or Marge. Marge. <laughs> okay, then you're smoking the cigarette. Marge. <laughs> Okay, so police are like, what the fuck's going on? It's not any of the neighbors that we can tell. Let's dig further into what the hell they were doing the night of the attack. And so then they realize, oh, they had been at the casino. So they're wondering if maybe there was a connection. <gasps> Did they win big? See? Did they and get a lot of cash? Exactly. And so they found out that there was a pattern of burglaries in this area when people came home from the casino when they had won money. What? And people would follow them home <gasps> and then get robbed. 
What? You gotta be careful. Not that we've ever hit it big in the casino. No. So this will Although never be a problem. it sounds like we do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We might get followed just for that. We're gonna get fucking burglarized for nothing. They're gonna be like 60 bucks. Yeah, and you'll be like, hey, I put in 80. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even make that's sense. That's a good day. <laughs> I only spent 20 tonight. <laughs> also, they had found out that the Velardos had testified in a federal case. So the police were thinking maybe this was an attack of vengeance for Ooh. testifying. And they're just trying to make it look like a burglary. Yeah. And then there was a third theory mm-hmm. because there were some like local landscapers that had been roaming the neighborhood and they would like offer to chop down people's trees on their properties. And none of them lived in this neighborhood and they were just kind of like transient kids. And so the police thought maybe they had something to do with like a burglary gone like wrong. They were casing the place. Yeah. Something like that. But every one of these theories leads to a dead end. Jesus. Until one day, the police get a break. Oh, breaking the case. Breaking Breaking the the case. case. Let's go. Okay, so a tip comes in from a fellow police officer that they needed to look into one of the sons of Dick and Jody's neighbors. From a fellow police officer? Yeah. A fellow police officer. He was Uh, like, hey, I got a hot tip for you. You might want to check out this kid next door, Brian Tomaszowski. (gasps) Okay. Is that their son or something? That's their son. Okay. And so I guess... This cop had found out that when Brian was younger, he had burglarized Dick and Jody's house and had stolen one of their cars and took it for a joyride. So they were like, this guy has a pattern of stealing from them. And by a pattern, I mean he's done it once before. Maybe he'd do it again. Yeah. Maybe he's making the pattern. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe this is the creation of the pattern. Yeah. The police are like, cool. Thanks for the sick tip. But it couldn't be Brian because he was on vacation with his family in Alaska this whole time. When the murders happened, right? Yeah. So they're like, uh, I don't think it's him. But then, as they dug, they found out that Brian didn't go on the cruise. <gasps> he was actually home. Were the parents covering up for him? Uh, I don't think that... I don't know that part. You mean, like, to say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, my whole family was with me on the cruise. Yeah, like, we were on a cruise. Don't look further maybe, into anyone else who lives in this house. Maybe, yeah. Like, maybe they just... The detectives have just talked to the parents and said, like, oh, well, we don't know. We were on the cruise. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I fucking went and doubt it as you hear more about the story. Okay, I'm so, ready. So the police find out he didn't go on the cruise. It was just the mom and dad, his older sister, and his brother, whose name was Scott. Okay. So Brian and Scott are brothers. So the police interview Brian, and they don't get anything, like, interesting out of him. After interviewing him, they're like, oh, I don't know that he did this. Okay. So they move on to their next strategy, which was to check out all of the local pawn shops to see if any of the stolen items from Dick and Jody's house had been pawned. Yeah. And they find something. Okay. They find video footage of 32-year-old Scott Tomaszowski. Oh, shit. So Brian's <gasps> brother. Uh-huh. Pawning a ring that had been stolen from his neighbor. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. The ring hadn't been stolen from Dick and Jody's. It had been stolen from his other's neighbor's. Oh. It was a class ring that had been reported stolen a month before. Who the fuck steals a class ring? Right? I mean, somebody trying to pawn shit off for maybe something like drugs. Yeah, but nobody else is going to buy your class ring. Yeah, I actually don't know how that works in a pawn shop. (laughs) Maybe they get like 20 bucks for it or something and they like take the jewel out. Like melt it down? Yeah, maybe maybe that's exactly what they do. You're right though. Who the fuck is going to buy a class? The person who it got stolen from. Class of 75. Yeah, (laughs) they're going to come in and be like, that's my fucking ring and you're going to have to pay double the price to get it back. Yeah, or I'd be like, no, it's my fucking ring. It was stolen. (laughs) Get it back. Also, I don't want it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't buy a class ring because of this. Don't yeah. try to steal my class ring. 
This is such a dumb thing to steal. You're right. It's probably like they just scrap it for the precious metal and the jewels. Yeah. The jewels. The ruby. The, the rubies. <laughs> I don't think there's like real jewels on them. I don't know. At least not the ones from our high school. Yeah, we went to a pretty ghetto high school, though, so there's that. That's true. They're like, do you want an emerald-colored stone? <laughs> <laughs> resin? <laughs> yeah. It's made of the clearest resin around. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Okay. So the police were like, oh, hey, this guy's pretty fucking suspicious. We can at least arrest him for burglary. Yeah. And look more into him as, like, a possible murder suspect or something. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. When all this was going on, they were still on the cruise. Jesus. So I don't know how. So you know how we were like, oh, maybe the parents covered yeah. for Brian by being like, oh, no, we were on the cruise or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they just like went to go knock on their house and they weren't there. And some one of the other neighbors was like, oh, they're in Alaska on a cruise. That makes sense. Okay. Well, when did Scott pawn the ring? Before the murders then? Yeah. Okay. So that's a very good like note for timeline anyway. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Of course, it had to be on before the murders. Because what I'm about to tell you is that Scott was on the cruise with his parents. But I guess they didn't leave the cruise until 3 a.m. on the morning of Mother's Day. So if he committed the murders, it would have had to been done between like that 11 p.m. when the Villardos got home. Mm-hmm. And then 3 a.m. when they left for the cruise, right? Oh. So there was like the small little window that it could have possibly been him. So Scott You're was... You're not going to go murdering right before a big cruise. That was all I'm thinking about. And if you got to get up at 3 a.m., what the fuck are you doing awake at 11? Yeah. Go to bed. Also, like, you're going to have time to shower and clean yourself up and, like, fucking come down off that adrenaline high? Seriously. Not a good plan. But okay. <laughs> so Scott was still out on the cruise, like I said, with his family at the time that the police discovered this. And so the police thought maybe he had packed any of the incriminating evidence with him. Oh, my God. And that he had planned to throw it overboard while at sea or to dump it somewhere in Alaska while they're visiting so that it would, like, never be found. Yeah. And so the police are like, we got to get this guy for burglary, at least for the ring. Yeah. Like, let's get go him and get him for that. Now. Mm-hmm. But, let like, they don't want anyone to know that he they're coming for him. Yeah. Because they don't want Scott to get rid of any evidence. Yeah. So they go to the port of Juneau where Scott's ship was coming in. Also, here's a crazy thing. When they found out about this, Scott's ship was in international waters. Oh. So they're like, we have to wait until they get to Juneau. We can't do anything. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, technically, there's no jurisdiction. Like, you can't do anything out here. Yeah. I'm sure they have some shit that they could have, like, worked out. But anyway. I mean, I think all the cruise ships are owned by other countries, too. So. Oh, are they really? I think most of them are. I never thought about that, how that would work. That's why they have their workers and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. They technically don't work in America. Because they're in international waters and the cruise ship is owned by, like, I I don't know what countries, but. Interesting. Other countries. So they don't get paid very well. Oh. So tip your cruise workers. That's an interesting thing to know. Yeah. Never been on a cruise. I have. Someday. They're fun. You should go with me. I would love to. Someday. You're going to go You're gonna go without me again, just like you did with the haircut? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I've always wanted to go to Alaska, too. That's I like, do, too. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the police get to the port of Juneau, where Scott's ship is coming in, and they got the Coast Guard to hold off the ship. But they did it under the radar. Like, even the ship, like, the workers on the ship and shit, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Because they literally didn't want anyone to know because they didn't want Scott tossing shit overboard. Because yeah. you do that shit and it's all gone, right? Yeah. I guess Scott was also in constant contact with his brother, Brian, who was back home. So they also didn't want him to be like, hey, Brian, go get rid of all of this incriminating evidence at the house because the cops are coming for me. Yeah. So they didn't want him to know for that purpose as well. So they do raid the ship and they get Scott. 
and they apprehend him, and they do a simultaneous search warrant on Scott's ship as well as the house back in Maryland. Oh, okay. They handcuff him and all that shit and, like, take him away, and they search his cabin, and they find bloody money <gasps> in his wallet. What? In the closet, they find a pocket knife. And Ooh, okay, here's where that comes <laughs> in, huh? That's why I was like... This is probably why they specified that it wasn't exactly like this had to be done by something more than a pocket yeah. knife. But they find a pocket knife and then they also tested the blood and found that the DNA was Dick's. <gasps> that was Dick's blood. Okay. So they're like, gotcha, little motherfucker. Yeah. And so back home at Scott's house, at the same time, they find blood stained clothes in the washing machine. Oh my which God. Which had been left there. Like he threw them in the washer but never dried them. So they were like musty and gross. It's a dude thing. I guess. <laughs> you saw my face. Yeah. Who the fuck does yeah. that? Erin, like, threw up her arms, like, ugh, that's so gross. <laughs> you have to wash them again. I know. Like, three more times. So they don't stink. Yeah. Anyway, so the clothes that had bloodstains on it consisted of a ski mask and gloves. Oh, my God. And the gloves had this, like, hexagonal pattern that matched the bloodstain on the fridge. <gasps> First of all, a ski mask, too? That's terrifying. Right? What the fuck? If you're going to, I just, I don't want to be ever murdered, but also I never want to be murdered by someone in a ski mask. Yeah, like, I'd, I would want to see your face. Yeah, like, that's just shit of nightmares, you know? Oh, God. And it it kind of goes along with, like, being afraid of clowns or people in costumes and shit. Like, yeah, when just, you can't see their face. Exactly. Dehumanizes you, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I don't like it. Nah, I don't like it either. I also hope I just never get murdered in general. Same, same. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Scott gets arrested, right? They pull him off the ship. Uh-huh. They find all the shit. And guess what the parents do? What? The parents go on a tour. Like, they continue their vacation. Their kid is arrested. Well, they paid a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we just made it to Alaska. All I wanted was a vacation from you goddamn kids. <laughs> I agreed to let everything. you come, and you're trying to ruin my special oh my day. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? The only thing I could think of, and not that this is any excuse at all, is that maybe they only thought he was being arrested for the class ring burglary. Yeah. So maybe they were like, ugh, we'll deal with this later. You know, like he's yeah. not in any intense harm. Like maybe they didn't mention the whole murder thing. This whole little murder thing. That, that whole thing. Yeah. But they knew about the murder and shit, like on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm sure that they did. Know oh, that they got news got because I guess Scott posted on Facebook a message about the attacks because he had heard about it while he was on the ship. I mean, he was in constant contact with Brian also. Yeah. And so he posted on Facebook this post that said, they were such nice people. I can't imagine who would do this. Scary to hear about this having possibly happened as we were leaving for our trip. As we were leaving for our trip. Like, here's my alibi? Yeah. What and a fucking also, asshole. Yeah. You f- who you would do that? did it. Yeah. Such nice people. Right? Isn't what? That- yeah. Wow, that's scary. So, like, the parents knew about the murder, too. There's no way Scott didn't mention it, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, hey, fucking Dick and Jody got murdered. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. <sighs> Good thing we're out of the state now, huh? Yeah, so you think they would put it two and two together or something and be like, uh, this is a lot for just the burglary of a class ring. What's going on? Or Let's just like, go on our hike. <laughs> like, these people got murdered because of a possible burglary, and now your son is being arrested for burglaring a, nu- a neighbor's house. Yeah. Like, that alone would make me a little bit suspicious. Like, do they suspect him of this, too? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Eh, let's just go on our hike. But also... Or your tour. I don't know that it was a hike. They paid a lot of money, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're only in Alaska once. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to have to go back home, possibly sit around, wait 
to like see about his bail. <laughs> what are you gonna do as a parent? Uh, go with him to the police station and be like, "What the fuck, Scott?" <laughs> what if he was just a perpetual fuck up? Maybe sounds like, like it. Listen, you're in your twenties. You're living at home. Yeah, like a lot of us do. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> But, you know, maybe dad was like, I fucking told you to get a job. Actually, he was in his 30s, I think. Oh, see? Maybe they were just tired of his shit. Maybe. Yeah, he is an adult. That's true. That's true. And they're like, you know what? He fucked up one more time. He's going to deal with this one on his own. Still sounds a little shocking to me. Because I feel like no matter how old I get, if that happened, my parents would be right there beside me like, oh, what the fuck? But I guess I'm a nice human being, so there's that. My dad would not. (laughs) Your dad would be like, I paid money for this. Yeah, my dad would not cut any vacations short. He'd be like, I won't be back until the third. (laughs) (laughs) He'd also be mad at you for not doing the tour. Yeah. Because you got arrested. Yeah. You what a waste of $30. You wasted money on this. <laughs> okay. You'd be like, don't call me unless your bond is less than a million dollars. And even then. Yeah. I'm not going to pay it. but Yeah, just so I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Don't call me. We're in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the roaming fees? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they get Scott. He's, you know, in police custody, and he starts talking. And he says that he grew up playing with Andy and Katie as children uh-huh. and he often spent time at dick and jody's home okay so he'd be familiar with it mm, exactly and but as the kids got older everyone like went their separate ways and everything so he hadn't been in the house for like 15 years or so but like rooms don't change you generally don't change the like location of your kitchen or your refrigerator and stuff so yeah i still know where my neighbor's like stuff is bedrooms are or yeah. whatever yeah exactly he still knows the layout of the house yeah so he confesses that he had broken to the house he stabbed Dick and then stabbed Jody, and that he hadn't gone in planning to stab them, and he doesn't know why he did it, but he did. That's gross. What the fuck? He said while he was stabbing Jody, he quote unquote fell on top of her with the knife. Ah, but the dude like nearly decapitated her. You didn't just fall on top of her with like the knife. maybe a lot of times. Yeah, like maybe you fell on top of her and then did that shit to her. Like holy shit. Ugh, that's so But sad. he tried to make it sound just like, oh, I, like, just fell on top of her with a knife. Yeah, like, that's why it was so bad. I didn't really mean to. Right? And then he, like, gets off of her and he realizes that his, quote, throat was really dry. And so he opened the fridge and he drank a fucking ginger ale. What? That's why there was a handprint on the fridge. Motherfucker got thirsty from all his murdering. Yeah, stabbing takes a lot out of you. And he drank a fucking ginger ale. What the fuck? Then he says that he went home and he threw away the knife in the trash can. And then he went on the cruise with his family. And so the investigators had already uncovered a pocket knife found in Scott's cabin, right? Mm-hmm. But they know that the knife that was used on Jody had to be something close to like a machete or something to inflict, inflict that kind of wound. Also, if you're going into a place with those types of knives, like you're planning some shit. Right? Like he's like, oh, I wasn't planning on stabbing anyone. Why, why the fuck were you carrying a machete then? Like at yeah. least a pocket knife you could be like, okay, people have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The fucking machete? So they also don't believe that he just threw away the knife in the trash can. Mm -hmm. Just like they don't believe that he just fell on top of Jody. Like, you know, like you're telling us a story, but not the full story. Yeah. So they go looking through his like texts and shit. And they come across a text to his girlfriend with a picture of a two foot long machete along with a message that says, you don't have a hockey mask I could borrow, do you? I need to get some work done. What the fuck? Right. And then his girlfriend was like, see you never. Bye. Yeah. Later, loser. Yeah. I don't know what the response was, but what the actual fuck. Gross. And the cops didn't find anything when they, like, searched his house, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't find the machete. They just found the bloody clothes. So they're like, where the fuck is this machete at? 
so that we can really just seal the deal. Yeah. They learned that Scott had a secret hiding place in his closet where he had like this backpack hidden. I don't know how. It was like a cubby or something. Like and a he had floorboard a, thing? I don't know exactly. All right. But when they go, and I don't know how they found out about it. Maybe Scott said that's where it's at. So when they go to look for the backpack, they find that it's missing. And so now the cops are like, what the hell? Someone has to be helping Scott hide evidence because we've had him in custody this whole time. Yeah. He's saying that this is where it's at, and now it's not there, right? Yeah. Come to find out his fucking mom had (gasps) taken the bag and threw it away to get rid of the evidence. What? Fucking right? Who does that? Okay, I could excuse going on the excursion off the cruise. I still can't get over that, but okay, I see your point. (laughs) (laughs) But to hide evidence, to destroy evidence of a murder, you know that's a murder. uh, That you know your son committed? That's Of your next door neighbor? That's too much. (gasps) No, that's, that's too fucking much. Right? If I knew my kid committed murder, I'd be like, listen, sorry, it sucks to suck, I'll visit you. Yeah. But that's it. Shouldn't like, have you, done that shit. Yeah, you're going to jail. Holy. And I wouldn't want that person in my house. Maybe she's afraid of him or something. I don't know. So the police. He's in custody. Let him continue being in custody. Right? Give him the evidence that he stays in custody. Right? I wonder if she looked in the bag or if she just got a call and Scott was like, go hide the bag. I just told him it was there or something, you know? like That is so weird. Bad. So bad. So the police theorized that in that bag was like the jewelry and shit, like Rolexes and stuff stolen from Dick and Jody's along with the machete. But they don't ever recover it. They don't find it. Oh my God. Yeah. So Scott's mom is charged with accessory to murder. Good. Fuck her. But is offered a plea deal. Oh God. That she won't be charged if she testifies against her own son. Okay. And she takes the deal and Scott is charged with two counts of first degree murder two counts of armed robbery and one count of first degree burglary and he pleads guilty so there's no trial and his mom never has to testify against him so she basically just got off wow yeah so in court he stood to address the courtroom and dick and jody's family literally walked out they didn't even want to hear what the hell this guy had to say which i don't fucking blame him yeah and scott claimed to not have remembered any part of the killings what a fucking asshole he said quote i had no animosity towards my neighbors and i never fantasized about their deaths uh that sounds like you had animosity and you fantasized about their deaths, right he ends up getting two consecutive life sentences and he later tried to claim that before the murders had occurred that he had suffered brain injuries from a car accident and another near-drowning experience, which could explain why he committed the murders and he couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But he was evaluated by multiple doctors, and none of them said he had any brain injury or anything that would indicate that he would do that. So literally, this is a case where there is no motive. That's so bad. Other than maybe burglary, but for the murder, it was, like, senseless. Ugh, and it was a so neighbor, bad. and, like, no one would have guessed, like, yeah, what the actual fuck. And if you're interested, I got most of this information from the Crime Watch Daily with Chris Hansen. So Chris Hansen. Hansen. Well, what so the fuck, man? Goddamn. That and get some more. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Fucking. And also terrifying that your neighbor, who like your kid, is gonna grow up and have friends at the house. And what if those friends one day come and murder you and your husband in no. your sleep? No. My kid's never going to have friends in this house. <laughs> Not allowed. Not if I have anything to do with it. I'm too afraid of murder. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? That's crazy. On Mother's Day. 
And he was going on a cruise in like three hours. Why did you do that? Why? Go like, to sleep. You don't have time for that. No. I was just saying that. You don't have time for that. <laughs> Who does that? You should be packing or sleeping. Oh, my God. What an asshole, right? Wow. What a fucking asshole. All right, galley, girly, whatever. You ready for my story? I am. Okay. So my story is about Lisa Knafel. Ooh, okay. Okay. I had briefly heard this one before I did research on it, but it's a fucking doozy. Okay. So I'm ready. Lisa and Kevin Knafel were married for six years, and they had both been married before and had children from previous marriages. Mm-hmm. Lisa had a daughter who was 13, and Kevin had a son, and together they had a three-year-old daughter. Okay. So then they also got a foster daughter. Damn, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, Kevin's son didn't live with them. Oh, okay. The foster daughter's name was Sabrina, and she was 18 years old, and they had her for about a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can foster that old? Well, they started when she was 17, but then she really liked it there, and so she had requested that she stay longer. Oh, okay. And then yeah. once you're 18, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like, as long as the family agrees and the placement people are like, yeah, it's a good home, then, you oh. know, they can do that. Interesting. Yeah. So Sabrina's dad was too sick to take care of her anymore, so she had to go live with her grandma, uh-huh. but apparently she was stealing from her grandma, so they sent her into foster care. And oh, that's, that's so sad. Yeah. That's how she got into the system anyway. Alrighty. So she went to live with another family before the Knafels, but she had psychological issues. Oh, God. Including anger and hearing voices. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I can see where the story's going. So she started using drugs and had behavioral issues. Uh Uh-huh. Side note, she was hearing voices as a side effect to some medication that she was taking. Oh, God. Yeah. Can you imagine that as a side effect? Fucking Like hearing shit? Yeah, that sounds awful. Like, that's... I don't know, one of your, like, this is real senses. Yeah, yeah, whatever those are called. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, smell, you could be like, maybe I'm just smelling things. Yeah, maybe I'm just imagining. When you hear something, you hear something. Yeah. Fuck that. So then in 2011, she went to live with the Knafels, and she started doing better in school, and she passed all of her drug tests. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She was still taking nine different medications for bipolar disorder, ADHD, and insomnia. Oh, God. I'm sure all those medicines cause insomnia. Yeah, right? Yeah. She would have mood swings, but it was mostly controlled when she was at their house. So, so it, it was, was a good placement. Yeah, it was a good placement. And like I said, she even requested that she stay with them after she turned 18. Uh-huh. So, in October of 2012, Kevin contacted Sabrina's social worker and let her know that he and Lisa were considering a divorce and asked Ooh. if Sabrina would be able to remain with him if oh. they did end up separating. Oh, my God. This poor little girl. Now that she's yeah. just going through all this. But, I mean, he's trying to, like, Keep you know, her with the family. At him. least in a stable, like, don't worry, you're not going to go back to another family or something, right? Yeah. And she let him know that it was a possibility, but she basically couldn't guarantee it or anything, you know? Yeah. So then, November 16th, 2012, in the middle of the night, Lisa, who was 41, her foster daughter Sabrina, Uh who was 18, and her 13-year-old daughter and 3-year-old daughter were all sleeping in the home. Uh Uh-huh. Lisa's husband, Kevin, was out of town working as a truck driver, and then at 1.16 a.m., the 13-year-old daughter called 911. Oh, God. She told dispatch that her sister was attacking her mom with a knife. <gasps> no. What the fuck, right? No. Yeah. 
And so when police got there, the 13-year-old ran outside and told them to hurry because her oh. sister was killing her mom. Oh, my God. That's so sad. That's fucking terrifying. Another sad Mother's Day story, even though it's not Mother's Day. <laughs> the mother just yeah, died. Yeah. It's just a mother thing. <laughs> or gets attacked. I'm just jumping to conclusions yeah. here. She was a mother, though, so yeah. happy Mother's Day. So the police went in yelling for whoever was in there to come out. Uh-huh. And Sabrina comes out of the bedroom. She has her hands up and a 10-inch knife in her right hand. <gasps> oh, God. The knife was dripping with blood. Oh, God. And she was covered in blood. <gasps> That's terrible. Yeah. She followed the police's orders, and she got down on the ground, and she wasn't talking or anything, but she was, like, sobbing. Holy shit. So the police went into the bedroom, and they find Lisa on the floor, covered in blood. Oh, my God. And she was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't that awful? Like, she just died. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I... And, and I, I can't even imagine being the 13-year-old daughter. Like, uh-uh. what the fuck, man? Oh, that's my, my mom. God. Like, that's not okay. That's awful. Also in the room, they oh. found the 3-year-old daughter hiding <gasps> in the closet. Oh, no. What the fuck? Oh, no. She witnessed it? Uh, I don't actually know if she witnessed it. Or if they, like, put her in there to, like, hide her or something? Or Nope. She, she they went... found her in the closet. Oh, she was alive, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was alive, but... Oh, God, I don't know if so she sad. saw it. I'm sure oh, she did because she was in the closet. I just can't imagine because I have like a two and a half year old, mm-hmm. which I know a lot happens in a half a year in terms of development. But like, I can't imagine him running into a closet on his own to hide really? if he witnessed something like that. I could see, I could see my kid getting scared and like running, running. to hide somewhere or like to go behind something. And if Maybe. the closet door was open, he might go in there. Go in there. Maybe. I feel like my kid would just freeze and like <laughs> stare. That too, probably. But oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh, isn't that heartbreaking? This breaks my heart. Yeah. A poor little baby. So the police take Sabrina into custody, and they notice that she had cuts on her legs through her jeans that were bleeding pretty bad. Okay. And so they take her to the hospital, and she was held on seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar bail. Okay. So, a good friend of Kevin named David, this is, like, afterward during, like, questioning of people that knew them and everything like that. Yeah. David said that their two families went camping together, and Kevin had confided in him that he and Lisa were fighting, and that Lisa thought Kevin was having an affair (gasps) with Sabrina. (gasps) Stop it. Fucking right. Stop it. He mentioned that he was seeing a divorce attorney, and then he showed him modeling pictures. Stop. Of Sabrina. Ew! Yeah. He also told David that Sabrina had picked out underwear for him that (gasps) she thought would be comfortable. Ew! Stop it! Why did we... First of all, why would he say this to his neighbor? To his buddy? Or whatever. It's it's like his best friend. Yeah. But also, if I was having, like, a fucking seedy relationship with an underage person, I don't think I would even have the balls to tell you about it. No, and if you did, I would judge you openly. Yeah. I'd be like, Aaron, you have to stop. That's (laughs) fucking gross. This isn't cool. Get rid of these pictures. Yeah. He's in his 40s. Oh, gross. She's 18. And your foster daughter. Yeah. That's a person you're supposed to protect. It's supposed to be like your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So David went to see Kevin on November 16th in 2012, which is the day of the murder. Like, it happened at 1 a.m. on November 16th. Uh Uh-huh. And David went to go see him at Kevin's mom's house. He said that Kevin was upset and crying and that he had already made arrangements with a funeral home. Okay. Which I can't judge how a person grieves. Yeah. 
but it seems a little suspicious that he was like quick? prepared so fast. Yeah, like uh-huh. just a little quick yeah. for me. Yeah, but I, I mean, everybody grieves in their own ways. Maybe he was like a organized. I have to get these things done. Type yeah, of might as well. Yeah, he asked David if he would get some information for a life insurance policy on Lisa. Oh, weird. And asked him if he would take down Lisa's Facebook and email accounts so he wouldn't have to deal with people leaving messages. Why would you think of that? And also, you want the messages. I mean, all the messages are going to say is like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Why would you even think of that? And then just don't look. Yeah, just don't look until you're ready to look. And then you can be like, wow, she was really loved by everyone. Right? And I feel like that is not something I would think about for weeks, you know? No. So, yeah, for some reason, that was on the top of his fucking mind. Shady. Motherfucker's looking a little shady right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on November 17th, which is the next day, David took Kevin to the jail that Sabrina was staying at so that Kevin could visit her. Okay. David is just being, like, a good friend in this point. Like, chauffeuring him around. Doing what he asks. Yeah, like, get your errands done or whatever, right? Yeah, like, this guy is going through some shit. Yeah. I'm just going to be there for him. Good on on David. Yeah, sounds like a nice friend. Mm -hmm. The corrections officer apparently told Kevin that Sabrina was out of available visiting time on that day, and he said that Kevin seemed anxious and said that he needed to see her. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. According to David, Kevin was really upset by this and wanted to know who had visited her before him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kevin waited in the waiting room for a few minutes before going back to the corrections officer and being like, hey, I really need to see her. And he put his hands down on the table and said, you don't understand. I do need to see her because I'm her father. Which, uh-huh. as a dad, you might do that, but also, like, cool a little it. aggressive. You're a foster dad. Yeah. For well, a year and a half. Little aggressive. Little pushy. You have you have some ulterior motives here. Yeah. And so the corrections officer was just like, nah, man. Like It's the rules. Yeah, you can't come in. She doesn't have any visiting this time. It's fucking prison. Sucks to suck. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. like talk anyone into that. Yeah. So then David said that Kevin's reasoning for wanting to go to the jail was to, quote, make sure she was okay and to let her know that he was still there for her and that he hadn't given up on her. I'm sure there was something else, though, because he seems pretty... Like hellbent on yes, it. Yes, like, exactly. I don't know. Maybe corroborate some stories real quick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah get your story straight. Mm-hmm. So then David took Kevin on some more errands around town, like to the AT and T store to get a new battery for his phone and to deactivate both Lisa's and Sabrina's phones. Okay, that's weird. Which again, quick, very quick. But also, what are you trying to hide? That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe Sabrina's work doesn't know and is going to call her phone. Maybe wait around for that phone call, you know? Yeah. But literally the day after? Yeah. I would put off all of that for so long. Me too. You're going to pay for the full month anyway, so, like, what's the point? Yeah. And you have a cancellation fee, probably. Yeah. So, just put the phone in a fucking drawer. Jesus. Turn on silent. So, during these errands, Kevin got into contact with Sabrina's relatives and asked them to let her know that he was not ready to give up on her and he would be there for her. Okay, he's like really hellbent on her knowing this. Yeah, this is all coming from David. And also, wouldn't you think like, you just murdered my wife? Yeah. Like, instead of being like, I'm here for you, I'm super supportive, you'd be like... Why? Whoa, yeah. Yeah, like... I need a breather. What the fuck was that back there? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Have I taught you nothing? That was my wife. Yeah. So, that same afternoon, Kevin said that he wanted to go to his house to pick up clothing and to see the room where Lisa was murdered. Ew! So that he could gain closure and help him move on. That's not what you do. 
I don't know, man. People grieve in different ways. I guess, but still. Yeah. But it seems a little odd. I don't think that I would want to see it. No. On the day after my spouse was murdered. No. By stabbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So I'm sure the cops were like, that's not a great idea. Yeah. But you do you, buddy, because, like, they can't keep him out of his house. Yeah. So after standing in the bedroom for a few minutes, he said he wanted to have the house cleaned and all of Lisa's belongings moved out. Jesus criminy. Quick. I guess they were getting a divorce, but still, like, you were married to this woman for how long? Like. Yeah, six years. But, I mean, you probably dated for before that. That's long enough. I mean. Even if I was planning a divorce or something, like, you still have... Love that person somewhere. Exactly. You still love that person, at least as a person. Yeah. You spent fucking every day with that person for Literally, a Literally, you lived your lives together. They were intertwined. Yeah. You can't just throw that shit away. At least I couldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to either. Everyone grieves in different ways. Yep. Yes, <laughs> they do. This guy is grieving in a, a very different way. This guy's <laughs> grieving in a suspicious as fuck way. <laughs> Your grieving process is very suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't help but judge. Yeah. So that day, a cleaning crew came in and cleaned the house, and Lisa's stuff was moved out the next day. Holy shit. Don't you think, like, that might be, like, evidence or something, too? Like, I know they know who did it. But, like, yeah. do they need a process it was i already done processing i guess it was probably already processed because they had like a solid day to do it i don't know how long that shit takes i don't either but i think what do you think that cleaning fee was (laughs) oh well i'm about to not tell you but (laughs) mention it (laughs) yeah i'll talk about it so two cleaning guys later testified that kevin was very matter of fact in regards to cleaning up his wife's murder oh god and he mentioned that he had a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy So cost wasn't an issue. Oh, Lord. Yeah. He also asked the cleaning guy if he could look for a finger with a ring on it that might be in there. What? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. I'm a cleaning guy, and you're like, hey, clean up this murder. I'm sure I specialize in this kind of thing. And then you're like, there might be a body part in there. Could you please retrieve something off of that body part? No, 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 no. I mean. That's not my job. I guess they scrape up brains. Yeah. I subscribed to crime scene cleaners on Instagram for yeah. a while. Subscribed yeah. to, followed, whatever. Whatever you do on Instagram. I did Insta. a thing where I, their pictures would pop up on my feed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and those ones, and like, I don't know why I got real interested in this stuff for a while. So I saw videos and stuff of it. Like, uh-huh. they clean up fucking horrific stuff. They just scoop it and dump it? Yeah. Like, you're talking about, like, brain matter. And, like, they're like, oh, I found a teeth behind this VCR. A teeth. A, a tooth, tooth behind this VCR. <laughs> oh, look, a teeth. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that these people were, like, plenty prepared to find a finger. Oh, my God. Wait, but then that makes me think the stabbing was so crazy that she lost a finger? Yeah. Yeah. Like she was defending herself. Ew. Why does he want this ring? Is he going to give it to Sabrina? Ew. I don't know. I didn't think about that. Uh. But I assume it's probably the wedding ring. Yeah. I, that's what I was assuming also. Yeah. So then on November 19th, David asked Kevin if he had any sort of relationship with Sabrina. And Kevin didn't answer him. And oh, he God. changed the subject. Oh, God. So David's like, God damn it. Yeah. David's like, this is fucking weird, dude. Like, yeah, you're just getting tell me. too much right now. Yeah. So... November 20th, they held a funeral for Lisa, and during all of the, you know, not festivities, during all of the mourning and everything, uh-huh. Kevin asked the funeral goers to also pray for Sabrina. 
the fuck? Which, if someone killed someone that I'm close enough to that I'm going to go to their funeral, there. Yeah. and you were like, pray for their murderer, I'd be like, you can go ahead and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. Literally. Don't yeah. even fucking utter the their names. Like, I don't want to even think about them right now. Yeah. Like, forgiveness might come myself. in time, but it's not right Here. now. Not it's, like four days after the murder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Police couldn't determine a motive for Sabrina to kill Lisa. Uh-huh. So in August of 2013, which is like nine months after, uh-huh. Sabrina agreed to cooperate in exchange for her testimony against Kevin. Oh, really? As the one who, like, led all of this shit? Mm-hmm. She could plead to aggravated murder, and the state would recommend a life sentence with the eligibility of parole in 30 years. What? Yeah. So. That's like right in her prime. Yeah. Yeah. She'll We're be fine. considering like 50s your prime now, because I feel like my kids will be grown up. I can go to Vegas when I want to again. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm about to hit my prime in my 50s. <laughs> so here's what Sabrina told them. She said that she had a better relationship with Kevin than Lisa, mm-hmm. and she said that Lisa made her feel like an outsider and was less approachable, okay. like, during her whole stay yeah. there and everything. Yeah. Sabrina wanted to become a massage therapist, and Kevin would complain <gasps> about pain in his oh, thighs God. since no. he was a truck driver. Oh, his thighs. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking every road trip that I've ever been on, I've never been like, damn, my thighs hurt. No, not even once. It's, I mean, maybe, like, hips now that I've had kids, but... <laughs> it's my lower back. Yeah. So, at Kevin's suggestion, she started massaging his thighs, and after a couple months, that escalated to massaging... Rubbing his dick. Yep. Massaging the doodle. (laughs) Massaging the doodle. Oh, my God. That's so gross. (laughs) Why would it be called? Like a cheese doodle? That's what I called it. Yeah. Like a little... little doodle. Yeah. Let me turn this doodle into a hot dog. Ew. Ooh. So then in early 2012, she said they went on a camping trip where they ended up masturbating each other. Ew. And she caught Ew. feelings as like more Like in a than, tent? Yeah, I guess. With the family there? I'm I assuming that maybe mom wasn't on this trip. Oh my god, that's so weird. Yeah. I feel like it'd be like, you know, <laughs> the sound of running in a windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. But she started to, like have more feelings for him than as a foster father basically she then yeah after, like, like not when she was massaging his doodle no 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 that was but fine. when they she when was they dj like, diddled it in the tent exactly oh my god so she added him in her phone as kevin love ew and started buying him undies like david said gross mm-hmm. and then in 2012 sabrina and lisa had an even more strained relationship and would argue regularly because now she's Diddling uh, her husband. Oh, my God. How do you hide that when, like, you're in the house together as, like, father-daughter? I have no idea. And he's, like, sneaking ass grabs or some shit? Ugh, probably. Gross. Ew. So... Ew, and he's, like, 40-something. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. Well, oh she's being manipulated the fuck out I of. I know. That's so sad. So, Sabrina and Lisa even got physical at one point, and Lisa had to restrain her. Oh, shit. And Sabrina made a statement to police about it. Okay. So, they had had some some issues. Yeah, in the some, past. Uh, fucking what is the word? Domestic confrontations. Yeah. yeah, domestic violence at some point in the past. So Sabrina also tried to get really close to Kevin and Lisa's three-year-old daughter, acting like a mother <gasps> figure. Stop to her. it! Oh, yeah, that's weird. Real weird. 
She testified that her and Kevin started having sexual relationship because up until that point, it had just been like masturbating and blowies. <laughs> so they started having a sexual relationship about four months before the murder, and she would have been 17. Oh my God. Yeah. That's not okay. No. I mean, none of it is, really. No, none of it is, but really not okay. So, in September 2012, Kevin and Lisa began to argue more, and Lisa said that she wanted Sabrina out of the house. Okay, so she's done with this foster relationship. Yeah, and like David said earlier, Kevin had told him that Lisa had suspected them of having an affair. Uh Uh-huh. So, I'm sure that that was probably being tossed around in the home as well. Yeah, like the catalyst of it all. Yeah. Get her out. Mm -hmm. I want a divorce. Around this same time, Kevin told Sabrina that Lisa had life insurance policies and that she would be, quote, worth more dead than alive. Oh, shit. And according to Kevin, if Lisa was gone, they could live together and raise a family. Ew! Gross. Super gross. Kevin gave Sabrina and her friend Autumn a ride one day, and Mm -hmm. while in the car, the three of them discussed a friend of Autumn's that could kill Lisa. What? So... That, They're like, like open conversations about this shit. Yeah, bringing a, a third person into this. So taking Lisa, a hit out on her. Yeah, so they're bringing a fucking at least third person into this. Oh, God. I mean, first of all, never a good idea when you're murdering. No. But second of all, oh, that third person, I, I know she's like a high school age kid or whatever, but still, like, don't engage in that conversation. No, I'd just be like, haha, crazy. Give me the fuck out of this car. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go for the now? ride. Yeah. Kev. <laughs> So Autumn ended up moving to California in October. So obviously nothing ever came of that or her friend. Their little plot. Yeah. Yeah. And talks started to get more serious about killing Lisa when Kevin told Sabrina that he didn't love Lisa anymore, but he didn't want to get a divorce because he didn't want to share custody of their three-year-old girl. Oh my God. They talked about using a gun and how to put a pillow around it to muffle the sound and where she should hide it so that Kevin could dispose of it later. Oh, my God. Fucking right. Like, he had a gun and everything. He had a fucking plan. He knew what he was going to do. It was a gun that wasn't registered to him or anything that, like, they could dispose of and no one would ever fucking know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kevin was supposed to take Sabrina to the shooting range to teach her how to shoot. Holy shit. But they didn't end up going because Lisa wanted to go, too. Well, what's the matter? (laughs) Well, because they couldn't be like, hey, this is how you aim at a person or, like, shoot her in the head. Yeah, whatever. but you could still like practice. Like it doesn't matter if she knows how to shoot the gun as long as you as long as the killer has the gun. Yeah, I guess. I I took it as more of like a damn, we can't do this yeah, plot like encroaching in on our plan here. Yeah. We can't I don't know, make these plans and, and think about seedy fucking shit if yeah. she's there, if yeah, the victim is there. Definitely couldn't talk about it. Yeah. That one kind of hit home for me because I was like, I'll definitely want to go to every shooting range thing ever. (laughs) So if Brandon ever planned to kill me, he'd be like, I'm just going to go practice with my gun. and be like, I'll come. I'm coming too. (laughs) He's going to have to lie to you and be like, I'm just going to go to the driving range. Yeah. And he totally would say that. Yeah. He'll just call it the range and you'll (gasps) assume it's the driving range. I would too. Especially now. Yeah. Some bitch. (laughs) So (laughs) the morning before the night of the murder. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin was driving Sabrina to school when he started telling her about their most recent fight, and he was crying and saying that he was oh going to kill himself if oh my she God. wasn't dead. Stop it. So Sabrina was like, yo. I got you, boo. I got you. Yeah. Kevin then explained to her how she should kill Lisa. Stop it. She's being so manipulated. Yes. Ugh. Yes, she is. 
And here is what he said. Oh, Lord. He said, if she's laying on her side, drive the knife between her shoulder blades. <gasps> if she's on her back, stab her in the throat. Oh, my God. He told her to rotate the knife after stabbing Ew. it into her body. Stop it. He told her, attack her at night after she's asleep, but before the three-year-old wakes up and comes into her bed. Oh, my God. Wear tight clothing that covers your whole body. Leave your clothes in a bag outside the garage. Why Make does it have it... to be tight clothing? Just out of curiosity. I don't actually know, but okay. I have heard that before. Maybe the baggy clothing would, like, hang you up when you're yeah. doing some stabbing? And you're not supposed to wear loose clothing when you're, like, operating heavy machinery. So maybe it's, like, <laughs> maybe it's like the same thing. You don't want to, like, he's get like, stuck on anything. He's like, put your hair up in a bun. Right. Wear a hairnet. Well, he's obviously very controlling on what she does and doesn't do when he's not technically going to be there doing any of it that's yeah. so true which is fucking creepy Ugh. on top of you're telling someone to murder your wife which is right? also creepy yeah okay so what else does he tell her to do so he said to leave the clothes in a bag outside the garage he said to make it look like a burglary by emptying drawers and the jewelry box and if you're caught say you don't remember and plead insanity or self-defense what what do you mean you don't remember <laughs> yeah just you're like just... Ah, i don't even remember doing that oh wow that's so weird he also told her to cut herself in the legs so that it would look like self-defense. <sighs> and she had stab wounds in her legs. Oh, my God. Can you imagine stabbing yourself? No. Oh, Lord. No. Oh, God. Also, I feel like your legs, what do you, def- like, how are you defending yourself? Yeah, it's kind of weird. In the weird spot. Like, she's in the bed slashing at you and you're jumping away. Like, ah, she got yeah, my thigh. like jumping really high. <laughs> Whoa, almost got me in the neck there. Good thing my thigh hit it first. So when Sabrina went to act out this plan they had, she had anticipated that Lisa would die from one stab wound. Oh, Lord. But Lisa obviously woke up from being stabbed. Yes. And was like, what the fuck? Ouch. And she fought back, and that woke up the 13-year-old daughter who saw Sabrina and begged her to stop before calling the police. Oh, this poor girl. I assume that's probably also when the three-year-old woke up and yeah. was like, whoa. I was coming crazy. to bed. <laughs> yeah. So Sabrina obviously continued stabbing until she was sure that Lisa was dead. Holy shit. And then when she heard sirens outside, she cut herself to make it look like self-defense. Like he Oh, she did her. at the end. Yeah. Ooh. Well, you don't want to be trying to true. kill someone with wounds. That's true. And she claimed that she didn't remember anything about the attack. Naturally. So, yeah, she's following all of his fucking... Yeah. Tips? Yeah. Uh, yeah. His instructions? Yeah. She had actually ended up stabbing Lisa 12 times. Holy And smokes. cutting her 166 times. Ah! With a 10-inch serrated kitchen knife. Lord! So she was stabbing and slashing. Yeah. 166 oh times. Oh my god, a serrated one. I can't even do 166 like jumping jacks. And I yeah. feel like that takes less effort than a fucking stab or a slash. Oh, it's so true. And so, it sounded like it happened really fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was still in the bedroom when the cops came. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Oh, God. So, apparently, by May 2013, she was feeling abandoned by Kevin and resentful towards him because he didn't do anything to help her while she was in prison, and so that's why she gave her testimony against him. Uh, So, this guy was, like, scot-free for nine months before she was finally like, hey, fuck fuck you. you. Why am I in prison for this shit that, like, you helped plan? Oh, my God. And then August 9th, 2013, Kevin was arrested and charged with two counts of conspiracy to commit aggravated murder. Oh, good. Three counts of complicity to aggravated murder 
and six counts of sexual battery for his relationship with Sabrina. Oh, shit. You know what's interesting to me is, like, how did they get, like, the three counts and the six counts and everything, you know? Like, they must have been certain, like, instances that happened. Yeah. I assume, like, the two counts of conspiracy to commit aggravated murder would be, like, him talking to Sabrina about it, and maybe, like, Autumn was also testifying that on this other occasion. Yeah. He also said it. Yeah. So... Kevin was convicted and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 30 years. Oh, my God. And he'll be eligible for parole when he's 86. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't live a long life. Yeah. Sabrina was officially convicted of aggravated murder and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 30 years. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina said, like, after the trial, she said, I want to say how sorry I am for all those I hurt. Lisa did not deserve what happened to her. I ask forgiveness be given to me, not for my benefit, but for those who need the healing process to begin. I can't explain how much remorse I have and how much sadness I deal with. Oh, shit. First of all, that's very eye-centered around someone who murdered someone else. Yeah, that's true. But it's just sad. Like, not to say I sympathize with her because you can't just go fucking murdering people, but she obviously was manipulated by this guy. She, was, she had, like, mental health issues. and Yeah, she was definitely manipulated. Yeah. But, like... You can't just go killing someone. No, you can't go killing someone. And also, I don't know, man, if I'm talking to the family of the person that I murdered, I probably wouldn't be like, I... I'm so affected by yeah, this yeah. in these following ways. I'm so sad that I did this thing. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, I'm sorry for what I did to you and your family. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah. it's more like about I them. hope you find forgiveness and yeah. peace. And, yeah. yeah, not for me, for you. Oh, <laughs> fucking tight, bitch. Yeah. So she also made a comment that she had talked to Lisa and that Lisa had forgiven her. Ew, what? Yeah, yeah. that just. Those voices again? Uh, probably. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But that's the story of Sabrina Zunick and Lisa Knafel. Holy shit. I'm so glad she testified against him, though, so that he got put away. Yeah. I mean, it took her nine months, but I'm but sure still. a lot of therapy and stuff, too, to be like... You're being manipulated. Like, yeah. you need to speak up if this happened. Yeah. Because they didn't have any motive for her either. Yeah. Like, why would you suddenly turn on your foster family? Oh, my God. You know what's the worst is that she, like, turned the knife. Like, <gasps> yeah. Ugh. Isn't that bad? That's so terrible. Yeah. I've heard that. That's... Yeah. Like, the most destruction. Yeah. Yuck. Oh, God. That's Lord. so bad. Well, goddamn. Well, goddamn. Those were some rough ones. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Because it was about moms and that's uh, sad. Yeah, that's really sad. So happy Mother's Day, everybody. We <laughs> hope you enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> hope you're having a fabulous Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? Before, I was about to, like, dive into the whole spiel of yeah. where to go find all of our shit. But we have a goddamn this week. <gasps> Get the fuck out of here. I will not. O-M-G. And it's an interesting one. Ooh, it's interesting. Yeah, because I've been dying to hear this goddamn all week. It was sent to us by one of our Twitter fans, Big Daddy's Doll. Oh, hey, girl, hey. Hey, baby, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) And she sent it, and then she sent this fucking cryptic-ass message being (laughs) like, she said, I can't wait for y'all to hear it because I actually yelled out, goddamn it, motherfucking whore bitch in a basket. And I was like oh okay like the wonder what that means i can't wait to hear it and then she's like i'm at the er because of my goddamn and i was like uh i hope you're okay and she's like i'll give you an update after you tell me you've listened to it 
Oh my god, did she like do it while she's driving or something? I don't know. All right, play it for me. Okay, let's see. Okay, get ready for it. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Well, here's my goddamn of the week. I just crushed my finger between a Dippin' Dot cooler <laughs> and a Coke cooler. And so now I'm pretty sure my pinky is fucking broke. So, oh, no. damn. <laughs> I like that she explained the story in it <laughs> as her fingers like crush. Oh my gosh, Big Daddy stole. That's not good. Ow, it was between a Dippin' Dots cooler and what? And a Coke cooler. <laughs> I God. think she said Coke cooler. Damn, I want Dippin' Dots. <laughs> That's all you got out of it? Yeah. Oh I hope your finger is okay, but also... I hope so, too. God, I want some Dippin' Dots. When's the last time you had Dippin' Dots? I'll tell you the last time I had Dippin' Dots. I was nine, and oh we were God. at fucking the mall, and they were out of every kind of normal flavor you would ever want. Oh, did you have to get a stupid rainbow one? I got fucking rainbow, and it just tastes like banana, and I ate it, and then we went to Denny's for dinner, and I almost threw up everywhere, because I'm pretty sure Dippin' Dots from the fucking... Ice cream from the goddamn future gave me fucking food poisoning. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I haven't eaten it. Because that rainbow dip. one was the only one that they had left. So that means that, like, nobody wanted it. That shit had yeah. been there a while. Yeah. It was gross. Who eats rainbow dipping Dots? I've had that one, too. I, through no fault of my own. Like, I didn't <laughs> want it. Because you know me. I would want chocolate. Yes. That's what I wanted. Yeah. No, I, so I don't know. I don't remember the circumstances surrounding. They were probably fucking experience. out of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> because that fucking ice cream from the future is so goddamn good. It's so hard to get a hold of. It's from the future. <laughs> you just have that shit on back order. I think I've seen more Dippin' Dots coolers than actual Dippin' Dots like <laughs> places you could buy it. I think you're right. Like even if you go into a Seven Elevens, it's a Dippin' Dots cooler. Yeah, but then there's like Popsicle Brand shit in there. Yeah, and like Klondike bars, and uh -huh. that's all you can get. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, well, Big Daddy's doll was like, hey, it's like 2 a.m. or something, and I just left the ER, or she had said the next morning, like, she was at the ER till like, 2 a.m. Oh, or my God. Shit. So I have to get an update from her, and I'll let you people know what happened. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> watch your goddamn finger, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be real careful moving those coolers. <laughs> well, uh, goddamn. Fuck. All right, so. So if anyone else has any other ones that they want to send in, let us hear your goddamn. That's right. We want to hear it, baby. You can send them to our email at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Please. Or you can send them via Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I don't um, know how you would Instagram it, but. I think you can send Oh, you're voice right. You're right. Dude, I don't I'm actually so know. I'm so out of the fucking loop when it comes to, like, basic social media knowledge. I know. Me too. <sighs> and I run it. That's the worst. <laughs> I'm so fucking thankful you do that shit. <laughs> I'm so happy that no one has called me out on it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anyone is uh, talking to us on social media, you're talking to Stacy. Oh, Lord. Just an FYI. Every once in a while, I try and throw in a little comment, and then I'm like, I need to stop doing this. I don't want to commit. <laughs> <laughs> this is too hard. <laughs> yeah. But if you're going to reach out to us on social media, it's at ISGD Podcast. That's right. You can snail mail us at our P.O. Box 2764 spring valley california 91979 yep also if you want to see pictures referencing the stories from this episode go to our website isgdpodcast.com yep and oh oh actually i updated a bunch of our stuff on our merch website <gasps> you did so go there check it out i kind of got some ideas that people might not want to wear a giant goddamn on the front of their shirt so <laughs> some people aren't allowed to say that word yeah some people are, are sensitive to it or don't like it or don't want to say it i get it so i put something up there for you guys too it's just isgd logo yeah 
And then we'll know what it stands for. Yeah, everyone else will know. And we'll also you know. put like coffee mugs and shit like that up there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's coffee mugs and like a water bottle and shit. So go check it out. Yeah. And we love hearing your guys' feedback. So Truth. subscribe, rate, and review. Also, great way to show us is that Patreon. When we see those little messages come in, we're like, fuck yeah. I'm like, it's so pumped. <laughs> yes, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives us motivation to keep going. Yeah. Even though, like we always say, we would do this shit even if no one was listening. But it does take a lot of work. So it does. The appreciation is And we are so going to be getting Stacy a new chair here. I swear <laughs> it's coming. First check we get. <laughs> It'll be like right after I give birth. <laughs> I know, right? You That's when soul. you'll need it the most, though. Yeah. You can't just sit on any chair oh, after We'll get birth. you a chair with a donut in it. Yeah. <laughs> so my hoo-ha can hang out in the middle. Yeah. My punch lasagna hoo-ha. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> Every chick who's given birth is like, oh, yeah. It's very lying. accurate. Yeah, I get it. And every dude is like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's, that's You don't want to know. No. Just don't worry about it. No. All right, kids. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Killer Jobs Podcast. Hey, this is Chris, the host of Killer Jobs, the podcast that discovers the day jobs of the world's most famous serial killers. Explore how these psychopaths functioned in the real world, how murder interfered with their work, and what coworkers had to say. Killer Jobs investigates a new serial killer every Tuesday and is available on all podcast players.